Welcome to the Craft to Career Podcast with Elizabeth Chapel, where every week we dive into how you can turn your craft into a successful career. Get ready to have the career you've always dreamed of. Welcome to episode 81 of the Craft to Career Podcast. I am Elizabeth Chapel of Quilters Candy and the host of the show. I got a really fun DM that's a review that I'm going to share with you this week. It comes from Brave Little Buckaroo, which I just love that name, that Instagram name. And she says, I wanted to write a review for your podcast, but I listen on Spotify and I couldn't find anywhere to leave it. Which, side note, you can just leave a star review on Spotify. You can't leave like a written review. So this is really sweet. I'll carry on. I hope you don't mind me sending it to you directly here. I've been listening to all of your episodes over the past few months, some of them twice, and I think my favorite is the episode called What is Success? To be honest, it's probably the thing that tipped me over into making the decision to join your pattern writing course this year. That episode came around on my headphones again today as I was working and sewing my quilt for the course. And the part where you talk about our patterns being with someone in their sewing room in those quiet, intimate moments gave me goosebumps and brought tears to my eyes in a way that is even more profound now that I'm actually on the path to doing it. It was quite a powerful moment for me, and I wanted to thank you. I'm finding both the course and the podcast to be invaluable. So I just have to say I got goosebumps reading this DM. It's really humbling to read these kind of reviews. And what's funny is I don't remember saying that in the podcast. I'll have to go back and listen because sometimes, well, mostly I'm just speaking, you know, from the heart off the cuff. I have a few notes, but then I just kind of speak. And um, so it's just, it's very humbling to hear that the podcast is making such a difference and touching people, you know, and helping them with their businesses. So thank you so much for that. Brave little buckaroo which again, I just love your Instagram name. And this week we have two guests who are current students in the quilt pattern writing course. I had toyed with the idea of recording a bonus podcast, which I'm still going to do. I'm very excited about it. Uh, It actually was motivated by, it's been a long time coming, but it was recently motivated by Dave of Stately Type. And I'm going to talk more about this next week on the episode, but it's just making little steps, little baby steps, just 1% increase or improvement in what we're doing. And so I'm really excited to dive into that. However, I was going, you know, to record it this week, but I jumped the gun per norm with Elizabeth. I have a hard time reining it in. And I tried to, um, oh, we'll improve by 1%. And I then jumped to improving by like 75%. And I burnt out. And I literally am having my autoimmune flare up right now. So I'm excited to dive into that and talk about the importance of increasing or improving by just 1% and really slowing down and not trying to do more. But I've got to let my body rest a little bit so that I can actually do that. And, you know, so lessons learned, things to share. It all all is a lesson, you know, school of hard knocks. So I will be sharing all of that next week on the podcast. This week, I'm really excited to introduce you to two of the students, Julia Davis of Red Rain Boots Handmade, which I love her name as well. And 
I've been following her for years. I'm so like, I felt honored to have her take the course. And so you'll get to hear about her kind of background in the quilting industry and then how she's brand new to the quilt pattern business. And then the second guest we have is Kim Foreman of Kimberly Foreman Creative. And again, I'm just blown away by the caliber of students in the course. So she's been a ghostwriter for years. And you'll hear in the episode where we're talking together, I'm like, so why did you decide to take this course? And so you're, I'm excited for you to meet her and to learn more about who she is and why she's taking the course and to see her business grow and progress. So both of these students will visit back within six months to a year and see where their business has gone during that time. They're both super talented. Again, I'm very honored to to be teaching them. They both have so much to teach me and it's just such a beautiful synergistic, is that even a word? <laughs> synergistic. There's a lot of synergy going on in these relationships. So let me jump in and introduce you to Julia and then Kim. Julia, so excited to have you here. Thanks for being here. For our listeners, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are? Yes, uh, my name is Julia Davis, and I have been on Instagram and run my little business as Red Rain Boots Handmade. Awesome. I I feel like I've known you since I just got in the quilting community. How long have you been quilting? Like, what is your your history with the quilting community and world? So I started quilting about 13 years ago when my fourth child was a baby. And it was just something for me to do in the evenings when my husband worked late. And it was kind of a nice hobby I could do from home. And I actually stumbled across Camille Ross Kelly's first book at the library. And I just, it like opened my eyes to this new world of more modern quilting. And and I think I read it, rented every book from the library on quilting and I just poured over them and I read blogs and taught myself to quilt but I've been quilting about 13 years and I um I remember you from a long time ago so I don't know how many years that was but yeah 2016 is when the box when did you start did you say 2015 uh well 13 or no, years you ago said 15 so that years would be ago. 2000 and probably 10 or okay. 9. That's when I started quilting. I didn't start making barn quilts though till 2016. Okay. So, well, and then going back to Camille, I saw some kind of quilting retreat. So, how did yes. you go from finding her book in the library to like going on a <laughs> retreat with her? <laughs> that is a great question. And I've only been on one other podcast before, <laughs> and it was because of this story. Um, I, we're, we're a one income, five little children family and funds were limited. So my goal was to save up for a nicer sewing machine than the little one I, I got in high school. So we saved and saved long story short. I bought this used sewing machine off this website and it ended up being a scam and I lost all my money. And Aww. somehow the story went viral Aww. on Instagram and someone set up a GoFundMe and through that, I met a ton of different people. And one of them, her name was Dana, and she threw together this quilt retreat. And she had already known Camille and some of those girls from a different retreat she had been on. And she invited me. I was kind of like the pro bono person that got invited. <laughs> and um, 
I couldn't believe that I was going to something where Camille, this famous person was going to be. And that's how I met her. So I was really like a duck out of water going to that, but it was awfully fun. And then those girls just became really good friends. You know, though, that's the best way is to just, even when you feel like a duck out of water or like, oh, what am I doing here? <laughs> to just go in and do the thing. <laughs> So I didn't yep. realize you've been doing barn quilts. So for our listeners, can you explain what the barn quilts are, like this part of your business? Yes. Okay. So it's it's just been this crazy series of events that I think God really orchestrated in my life. But at that first quilt retreat, someone, one of the girls brought this little wooden square that had this painted quilt block design on it. And I think she had found it at a flea market or somewhere. And we all were obsessed with it. And we thought this thing is the greatest thing ever. And um, I started looking into it when I got home and it's basically called a barn quilt. They started, well, I don't know. I, I grew up in the East Coast and I saw them painted on actual barns. The Amish would paint this big quilt block on their barn. And it was just kind of a sign that, you know, a quilter lives in this house and it added some neat art. And there's actually tours you can take through the East Coast in the fall when they will map out all these barns that have barn quilts on them. And it's really fun. So I had never seen a small one that you could put in a house. So I just decided to run with this idea of, gosh, I want to see if I can paint and sell these things. And that is probably a strength and a weakness in my life is everything I look at, I think, how did they make that? And how can I turn this into a business? I mean, mm -hmm. ever since I was 11, I've been making and selling things. So I started, I made a couple and I think I sold like 150 in 30 minutes. And then I like turned it off because at that point I was taping and painting every square. And so Oof. I just didn't have the bandwidth to do hundreds at a time. And since then it's morphed into a much larger business. And um, again, Camille has helped She's designed a lot of my barn quilts and done Adobe Illustrator for me because mm -hmm. I didn't know how. So it's it's really been a blessing. That's kind of been my source of income for our family, just for the extras. Yeah. And I actually have a couple of your barn quilts. I love them. And I don't know if you remember this, but you had like a little wooden um, ruler holder. And I had yes. one. You like had it up in your house. And I was like, oh my gosh, what, what is that? <laughs> and you made, I mean, I paid for it, but like you made one for me. I don't know if that was a one-off thing, but I, I actually absolutely love it. So thank you for that. Oh, that's awesome. I do remember. And you were the only person I made one for. So, and then I made a bunch of little <laughs> tiny barn quilts for your quilters candy box one time, I think. Yes, that's It was like right. a whole bunch of them. Oh my gosh, I remember that. Yeah. But they so. were like really small. Oh, those mm -hmm. were so cute. There's something cute about small things. Yeah. So, okay. And then, I mean, I've just really loved you. We've never met in person, but I feel like we have. I feel like we're friends. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so you're someone who, and, and my students, my followers have commented on in the past, like how much they love you because you're very real. You post about the real things. You guys live on a farm. You're in the middle of moving, which I want to hear more about. But, um, you just bring this cool life that I think we're nostalgic for that feels like a little bit of a fairy tale. I think you homeschool your kids. Um, you're just a very grounded, down-to-earth, relatable, one of those people that we all, like Joanna Gaines, we all feel like we know her and love her, and she loves us, of course, <laughs> you know. But, I mean, tell, uh, tell me more about your, your whimsical life. <laughs> oh, my gosh, you are being way too gracious. That's sweet. I feel like I'm like 
the homespun person out of the group just because of our roots and where we live. We do li we live on 10 acres and we're in the process of moving north about two hours because my husband got a job transfer. So house is currently on the market. And actually, I was really nervous about taking this course while we were in the process of moving. And I have been so grateful that I did because our house isn't selling as fast as I had hoped. And this has given me something to do in the waiting process. And it has just been a gift. So I'm really excited to be doing this course. And um, yeah, my kids, I have five kids. I currently homeschool just the youngest two. The three older ones are all in high school. They're doing a early college program. So it's kind of nice to be able to, when they hit high school, just let someone else teach them for a little while. And uh, so yeah, we they show livestock, they show show pigs, which I never would have imagined that would be my life, but I actually really enjoy it. And I love everything that has to do with crafts and creative things. So it, it fits well. I probably my, my biggest frustration is just a lack of time to put into the things I want. But I also realize like, my kids won't be this age forever. So just to kind of embrace the process and you know, take the time that I do have and make the most of it. So, yeah. And am I remembering right? Did you guys have a fire of like a chicken coop? One of the warming <laughs> lights started a fire. Is this right? <laughs> yes. You have a very good memory. Are you weirded uh, out? Like, oh, she knows everything about my life. <laughs> no, 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 no. Actually, I, I'm very honored. I, I feel like I have the most like boring playing life of all. So I think that's funny. We did. We, when we moved to our current house two years ago, we, my husband and my son and I, my our oldest son, spent the summer building this massive barn. It was we're finally excited to have this big barn. And we had six pigs in it in the winter. And one night, I think they must have gotten hold of a heat lamp and they pulled it down. And I woke up in the middle of the night and the whole barn was like engulfed in flames. And um yeah, I was gone. Oh so but again, like it's just unbelievable the the community that pulls around you and through the help of a lot of people. And thankfully our insurance covered some of it. We were able to get it rebuilt. Actually, this, this group of Amish guys came in for a week and they built the whole thing in a week. And we were laughing because we were like, it took us all summer to build that barn and they did it in a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really cool story that they yeah. helped with that. Well, and aren't the Amish known for being like really great crafty, I don't know, woodworking. Oh yes. The, the, the job they did was so quality. So we're, we're grateful and we enjoy that barn a lot. Every time we go in it, we don't take it for granted and thankful it wasn't the house or children or anything, yes. you know, really damaging that happened. So. Yeah. Well, along with my like weird stalkerish, I know everything about you. Uh, there was a quilt that you posted years ago that I was like, Hey, where's the pattern for this? And you're like, Oh, I just, I just made this. I don't have a pattern to this day. I'm hoping you make a pattern for that quilt. It's like one of my favorites, very simple, but with that in mind, why did you decide to sign up for the quilt pattern ready course beyond just making the quilt that I've requested from you? <laughs> Well, that probably puts it in a nutshell. I honestly, I wanted to take it so badly last year. When it came up, I I looked into it. I asked people about it, but we just couldn't swing it financially. And I just thought, okay, it's going to have to be something that I figure out on my own because if other people have, surely I can. And a year passed. And guess what? 
I hadn't had time to figure it out on my own. And so I, I think I spoke with you or one of the other girls that had taken it. And truly, I think what pushed me to finally do it was I have limited time. And so if time is money for me, I just need a shot in the arm. I need somebody to say, here's exactly how you do it. Here's the most concise way. And I, because I don't have a, a history in business, I've never taken classes. For me, it takes twice, three times as long as everybody else to figure it out. And so we had a little bit of money from a barn quilt sale. And I was like, you know, I'm just doing it because I'd really like to phase out of the barn quilts and into something that continues to generate income beyond the designing it. I don't know how you would um, say it, but like barn quilts, you make one and you sell one and then you have to do the work all over again. And I would love to start making patterns or writing classes that you do the creating once and you continue to generate income from that. So that's really what finally just pushed me to it because like that plus quilt that you're talking about, I have written multiple patterns in my own chicken scratch, but I haven't had the know-how to actually turn them into a pattern that I could share or um, like draw my own illustrations for. I did come up with one pattern and I had to pay someone to do the illustrations for me. And I was finally like, I wanna do it myself. I love learning new things. And I just, I have to like make the commitment to my business and take the plunge. And we, it was just, the timing was right. So, yeah, well, and I really hope that you offer classes too. Like, you know, and I'm really glad you signed up for the class there. It's really fun as a teacher to see certain people in year one that popped up. I'm like, oh, I would be so honored to have you in my class. So I'm really glad you're here, but you have primed, you, you have a great following. I mean, you're primed to sell these things. You know, you have an audience who already loves you, myself included. And I just think, you know, you're ready. You're ready to launch and spread your wings and take off. So I'm really glad that you're here. What if you had to say in like five years, what would be your dream? If all reservations aside, you know, none of the, well, this, it could be hard. Da, 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 da. What would you love for your business to look like in five years? Um, you know, that's that, as I was thinking about what questions you might ask me, I, this is probably one of the hardest questions for me to answer because if you're being honest and vulnerable, when you pin yourself down to a goal, then if you don't meet it, then you feel like you failed. But everybody says, if you don't have a goal, then you'll never get there. And that is a hundred percent true. I think for me, the challenge lies since I am a stay at home mom and I do all these other things and limited time, that's probably my biggest fear is that that will keep me from failing. But at the same time, I'm the kind of person that if I write something on the calendar, I do it. And so I got to thinking, this is the same thing for me with a business. Like it can be baby steps. It doesn't have to be zero to a hundred in three months. But if I, if I never start, I'll never get there. So I think honestly, my goals would be that in five years, I would have a business that could provide the extra income we need to do the fun stuff. Because my husband's income meets all of our monthly bills, but there's not a lot left over for the fun vacations and those extra things in life. And so I would be so thrilled if I could completely replace my barn quilt business with patterns and classes and have, you know, I mean, not an extravagant income, but we're I'm bringing in money every month that is a definite help to our family. I would be absolutely thrilled with that. 
That is awesome and totally doable. So we'll have to chat because <laughs> there are ways for you to do this that I'm excited about. So well, I think that you have a gift of encouragement and giving people a vision for their lives because you have always been nothing but kind to me and being like, you can do it. I know you can. And that everybody needs somebody like that in their life. So I appreciate that about you. Yeah, no, I do see it. So I'll, I'll continue to cheerlead you. Uh, but yeah, I want, I'd love to circle back in like a year and have you yeah. on a podcast and there doesn't have to be yeah. like in a year, do you plan, what are your goals? But just to see how things been going, yeah. what what's happened since yeah. we talked last and, and share about that. I would love that. I think, I think that I, out of probably all the people on your podcast are the most organic and like my story would be like, if she can do it, anybody can. Cause I'm one of the newest <laughs> starting at the beginning type people. And so it's like, if I have a lot to learn and I can do it, I should really give hope to any woman. Like they can do it too. If, if I, can. <laughs> oh, I love it. That, what's funny though, is me sitting here looking at you from the outside. When I saw that you applied to be on the podcast, I, and you said you're very beginning. I was like, really? She thinks she's at the very beginning. Cause I feel like you're not, but you know, I just, anyhow, we all see each other a little differently, but for our listeners, mm -hmm. if they want to find you, where can they find you? Red rain boots handmade. Perfect. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to circle back in a year and see how things are going. Well, thank you. I'm so excited that you had me on here and I'm just absolutely thrilled with your class. It's already been such a blessing. Awesome. Thanks so much. Kim, thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to have you. For our listeners, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are? Well, sure. Thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate it. Um, my name is Kim Foreman, and my business is Kimberly Foreman Creative. And, okay, as far as being a quilterpreneur, so you're in the, you know, quilt pattern writing course, how, what, what does your quilt career look like right now? Well, I ghostwrite full-time uh, for a quilting company, and um, I've been doing that for three years, but designing and writing for myself is brand new. So that's why I'm here. <laughs> okay. Ghostwriting. This is, I do not ghostwrite. If anything, I've hired other people to ghostwrite. Mm -hmm. How did you get started with that? How did they find you? How did that begin? Well, my husband transferred to a town um, close to the quilt company, and I actually started in a totally different department. And, um, then went to a second department, and we moved again, but I started working remotely. And uh, th we closed that department down. Um, it was all quilt-related, but um, this was designing quilt jewelry. And so I learned a little bit of several aspects of business, um, managed the website, uh, took, took the photos, designed the jewelry, um, did a lot of sales work, um, several different aspects, marketing. Um, but we decided to close that down. And then I was looking for a job again. And there happened to be a pattern writing position open. And I applied. So that's where I've been for the last three years and working remotely and, and writing lots and lots and lots of patterns. <laughs> that is awesome. So, yeah. 
You've been in the trenches. I feel like you have had an apprenticeship, is that apprenticeship, where you yeah. have learned all the things. So you have a major leg up when it comes to running your own business. But now I'm curious, why did you sign up for the quilt pattern writing course if you've been writing patterns for years and years or many, many? Yeah. Um, well, I, I do miss being able to design things for myself. When you, when you ghostwrite, you know, you're writing someone else's pattern. And um, um, while I love what I do and I love the people I work with, but it's not really what my style would be. And I kind of want to put that out there in the world um, yeah. to share with people. And I didn't feel like I really had the tools for learning the business aspect of the quilty world. And I certainly didn't, when you work remote, you know, I'm kind of, my my commute is up the stairs, you know, to my office. So um, <laughs> outside of my quilt guild, like I'm not really connected with people a lot. And uh, I knew the Quilters Candy course had a community of quilters and that camaraderie that's built with built around uh, being quiltpreneurs and getting to travel that road with everybody else that's that's learning the ropes so uh, and I'm learning new things about writing patterns too (laughs) oh good when I when I when I watch your videos like oh I didn't know you could do that I'll try it that way (laughs) awesome so were you using Adobe products before Yes, I okay. I live mostly in Adobe. Um, very little EQ8 experience, so. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, everybody does. Everybody has little tips and tricks and things that they do a little differently. So it's fun to watch someone else. You know how they approach things. Yeah, so. and even for me, it's fun. I mean, we had Janice from EQ8 come and do the live, mm-hmm. and I mean, she the thing she knew, I was like, well, I I did not know, I didn't know that, you know. And yes. even some of the students in the Facebook group will throw out things. So I love, love, love the community aspect of the course. And you're in a small group, yes. 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 I okay. I yeah. And is that going well? This is very vulnerable of me to be asking. It, it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is. We have we have a great group. Um, we've. It's been kind of hit and miss. I know, in fact, we meet tonight, and I know a couple people have said that they can't make it. But, um, but yeah, I've loved getting to know um, our group. It's, it's all ladies in our group. Um, but I've loved getting to know them and already, I think, you know, we've started some friendships that I can see are going to last beyond the class and beyond the small group. So I, I'm Yay. looking. I'm looking forward to that. I've already had somebody offer. They want to test my designs when I'm ready. So awesome! Yeah. So oh, that's that's so amazing. Been great. And are you coming to Quilt Market to dinner at my house? I like feel like so weird asking you. Are you coming to dinner? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think so. I would like to, but I don't know that I can get away. So, and okay. I don't live close to Texas. So where are you from? I've been curious. I'm in Missouri. I'm in Missouri. Oh, you're in a very cool place then. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe I'll come to you then. That (laughs) will be awesome. Awesome. Okay. So if you had to picture five years from now, Mm -hmm. what do you hope that your quilty business would look like? I want to be able to inspire other people to create things that they love um, that also share a faith story. 
Um, mm-hmm. Faith is a f- foundation of who I am and how I live my life. And I like a modern, more modern style of quilting, and I don't see that a lot. Um, so I kind of want to marry that with modern quilts that tell the story of, of who you are, um, living your life of faith. And, um, I want to be able to inspire people to make things that they love like that, that have meaning behind it, um, for their home and to gift those to their friends and family and, and share. Uh, we know when we put all that time and effort into a quilt, um, it becomes, you know, a little part of who you are. So, um, that's what I'm hoping to, to inspire, inspire people. And it's neat when you know that you're writing something, you're writing something that is going to be out there probably longer than you are. Um, and when we create quilts, we know that that's something that'll be hopefully cherished, um, long past, um, our lifetime. And it's, it's really neat for me to know that, I'm giving someone else these tools to create this, this wonderful piece of art, really. Um, so I hope to have several patterns. Um, I don't have a website up and running yet, so that's on the list soon to get a website up and going and continue to um, grow a following um, and have patterns ready and available for people. I'm also hoping to expand out into surface pattern design and do some fabric collections. Um, Very and, cool. Yeah, and, and maybe even expand from there. You know, we need some quilty t-shirts and, you know, yes. wall prints and wallpaper yes. and <laughs> all well, the yes. stuff, all the things. Wallpaper. <laughs> there is no quilty wallpaper. Okay, you've yeah. got to hit that niche up. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, you know, we're, I get inspired by tile a lot. Um, for quilts. I know a lot of people do. And, and I've seen some, desi- some wallpaper designs that have, um, kind of a tile look to them, but yeah, it would be neat to have something that's like, Oh, that looks like a quilt. Well, that's what inspired it. So that is so. such a cool idea. And I also really love this niche that you have. Cause you know, I mm-hmm. spend the whole first week talking about a niche and a brand and this niche that you have, you want to not be for everyone. You know, you want to repel some people because then you will attract your people. So I love that you have honed in on that. And I am curious with the experience that you've had, do you feel like uh, taking photos and marketing, do you feel like you've learned how to do those things or... Um, a little bit, you know, I've touched on it a little bit, but I don't feel like I know enough just yet. Um, and, and that's why I'm enjoying some of those, those talks. And I look forward to some of our, um, we haven't had all of our classes yet. So, um, I look forward to some of that. Um, even, even the branding and niching, like, I think I was aware of that, but I didn't really know how to go about doing that and what the importance of that was until I was in your class. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's, I I did know what my niece was, but that's hard for me because, you know, I want everybody to like me. Right. (laughs) So, so, you know, and I, I, um, I, I can see how, and, and I do like doing all sorts of quilts, but I can see how 
having that niche um, and keep going back to that. And it, and it may evolve a little bit um, as I grow my business more, but, but that's kind of like the foundation of, of where, where I need to be. And if I ever question, do I do this or do I not do this? Well, does it fit with, does it fit with my niche? Does it fit with my brand? Does it fit with my values that I have for my company? Um, and if it doesn't, then nope, it's not for me. So well, and it seems much more personal, too, when it's faith. Like, if you were to say, my niche is that I use the color red. If someone doesn't like red, it's like, well, whatever. But when it's something that's your faith, it's much more personal, you know, which yeah. I mean, it feels that way. Yes. But it's, it's, it's not. It just feels that way. But, yeah. And, yeah, I'm really excited to see. I, I can guarantee you it's going to change and pivot. You know, we never know sure. how, but once you go down a road – it always changes. Uh, that's the only thing we can count on in life is things will change. Yeah. So I'm excited to see how that kind of pivots for you and, and all of that. And then, so you have ideas for quilt patterns, merchandise that you want to sell, and mm -hmm. fabric. Yeah. So you don't need to give names, but do you have a fabric company you'd want to work with? Um, I, yeah, I have a couple. I have okay. a couple that are, you know, that tend to be fun, fun lines. Um, Again, I like, you know, more toward, I'm kind of modern, but a, a little vintage flair. Um, mm -hmm. I like to say I'm, uh, I have a modern vibe, but a vintage soul <laughs> and a faithful that. heart, hopefully. Yeah. So that may be my, <laughs> my company slogan, maybe. Um, I like that. So I, you know, I do kind of like some retro things and I like florals, but, um, but I don't, I'm not so much like the traditional florals, so. Right, yeah. Hmm, all right. In my mind, I'm trying to like, which companies would it be? Hmm. I've got a couple I'm thinking of. Okay, <laughs> all right. So, That's well, fun. and the companies that am, probably I lean toward Moda a lot, but um, I love Ruby Stars Society stuff. Um, but I don't know that I see anything, again, that maybe has a faith background um, mm -hmm. to it even. And I'm not sure exactly, I haven't started the pattern, the surface pattern designing, so I'm not sure how that will evolve. I have some ideas. Um, I, I love, uh, fancy that design house and yeah. the way she approaches her branding and her marketing. Um, it's, it's probably not as modern as what I will, um, be doing, but I, I love, how she's doing all the things, you know, Yep. and she kind of has a, there's a little vintage flair to what she's doing, but mm -hmm. it's also, it's, it's more modern, you know, it doesn't look like you just found grandma's fabric from, you know, 1970. So, so yeah, she's, she's kind of a role model for me, I think. She's um, a good one to that. have. I think she does a good job. Yeah. All the things. Yes. <laughs> yes. Beautiful work. So if you had to say, what would be your next step once the course is over? And you don't have to put a time stamp on it, but like my next step to forward my business would be fill in the blank. And maybe you don't know and you need to wait for me to tell you that in yeah. week eight or nine. <laughs> <laughs> I, this next year, um, I, my immediate goals are to continue to grow an, an audience to, to continue to grow that customer base. Um, I'm hoping to put out two or three patterns uh, this next year and probably I'll have like a freebie um, 
pattern initially uh, to get people, you know, to notice to notice me, to notice my my little fledgling foundling company, um, and then kind of go from there. Um, next year, I don't know if I will get started on the the surface pattern designing just yet, or if it'll be in a couple years, but. Um, I mean, I love the idea. Who doesn't love the idea? As you know, you have fabric yep. coming out soon. <laughs> yeah. um, getting to do your own quilt design with your own fabric. I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of. Yes. That has been the biggest pinch me moment. And like you talked about living beyond this, you know, like mm -hmm. how cool to have your grandkids use a quilt that you designed with yes. your fabric, you know, like mm -hmm. there's just something extra nostalgic. And I think we quilters are nostalgic in general, just because mm -hmm. of the art that we do. But yeah, absolutely. I'm very excited for you to get started with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited about all, just all the possibilities. And, um, the, this is something I've, I've thought about for a while. I, my degree is in art, um, but shortly after college, um, I was married. I had my daughter the year after school, and um, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And we lived in a small town. I actually got involved um, teaching early childhood education, and uh, I did that for 19 years, um, which was great, and I loved it. But um, I wasn't using my art background, really. I did, you know, freelance work, and um, I learned how to quilt. I learned how to quilt when I was pregnant with my daughter. My, my mother-in-law taught me to quilt. And um, so it's been kind of a long time coming that now I kind of feel like I'm finally coming full circle. And being able to use those life experiences um, to express myself through art and through through this medium of uh, quilting art, really, it's mm -hmm. it's a craft, but it's an art. Um, I agree. So, I love that, and I love that journey. You know, we all go on this path, and we think we know what the end's going to look like. Mm -hmm. We never do. You know, it takes these twists and turns, and but all of those experiences add up to create something beautiful. And it's really neat to hear how your journey, I'm excited to see where it continues to go from here. So. Well, thank you. Yeah. So for our listeners, if they want to find you or follow you, where should they go to look? Well, right now you can find me on Instagram, uh, Kimberly Foreman creative and Facebook. Um, also Kimberly Foreman creative and the website will have the same name once it's up and going. Yep. Sooner than later. Sooner yes. than later, that'll be available too. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, this was so fun chatting. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. So Julia and Kim, thank you so much for both being in the course. It's an honor to have you and to get to know you and to count you among my friends and alumni. And just such a privilege to have you on the podcast. Two very talented, awesome, amazing women. And I just am thrilled to see where your businesses go. I'm excited to be in your corner cheering you on and just seeing you spread your wings and, and grow. So thank you so much for being here. And listeners, I hope you enjoyed listening to them, hearing their unique backgrounds. I just, I really do love when you get to know the individuals in this industry, seeing how 
we each bring something different to the table. You know, we sure we're in the quilting, you know, quilterpreneur world, but our ideas, our talents, our aesthetic, our branding, it's all so different and so unique that, that we will reach different people. We'll bring different people into the industry because of who we are and how we do things. And just our unique perspective and talents, our touch points are so different. And even, you know, last week we had a couple weeks ago now, a couple episodes ago, we had two other students and you can just see the diversity of the students in the course. They're different backgrounds, the history, the calls that we have, the live calls that we have each week. Like Kim came a couple weeks ago and because she's been ghostwriting for so many years, she showed us something that was new to me. I was like, whoa. And then the company that she works for, she's like, it's been so cool to learn stuff in your course and share with them these shortcuts that, you know, we've been doing this longer way for years. So like I said, very synergistic. I just really love teaching and working with these students. And I'm glad that you've got to kind of get a glimpse into their lives and to their businesses. And if you have not yet, I would love for you to leave a review for the podcast. So as you heard this week uh, with the review, if you're in Spotify, you can only leave like a star review. You can't write a review, but even just leaving a star review is super helpful for the podcast success, for it to be seen by other people. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a star review, like, you know, one through five star review, and then write a review. And that's really helpful for me to hear what's going on, but also just builds credibility for the show. It helps if I want to have really great guests, you know, authors of books and whatnot, if they can see that people are listening to the show and writing reviews and that they're enjoying it, then they're much more likely to be a guest on the show. And if people are looking for a show on marketing or quilting, quilting business, it's more likely for them to find it if you leave those reviews. So that's very helpful for the success of the show. So please leave a review if you haven't done so yet. And next week, come and join me. I kind of mentioned what I'll be talking about next week, but I cannot wait to share with you about how to improve your business and your life by 1% just that 1%. Please don't jump the gun like I did. So until then, have a wonderful week and we'll see you next Friday.